It's not going to be exactly like it was before, but it's going to be a lot better than working out by yourself in your basement. Welcome to the 7220 Wadcast, where the content will always be constantly varied and at times highly intense, with as many guests as possible. Welcome to episode number three of the 7220 Wadcast. I am Nicole Bleak, and here today with Mike Dorsum, we are the co-owners of CrossFit 7220, and we wanted to talk today about our thoughts on this pandemic and our plan moving forward as we reopen the gym. This has been an unprecedented time for everyone and for our business, and it's tough to find a new normal when things are still continuing to change. Mike, how have you been surviving the quarantine so far? Barely. I've been barely surviving, but it sure has given me an appreciation for what we had before we had to shut down, so I sure am excited about getting back into the gym. Yeah, I'm also excited to see everyone. Other than missing the gym and all the people at the gym, what has been the worst part of the quarantine for you? Well, for me, by far the worst part has been going back to high school. (laughs) I've uh, had to refresh on things like geometry and algebra two, things I never thought I was gonna have to do again. So by far the worst part's going back to high school. Luckily, I'm not having to do any algebra or geometry, but with a house full of teenagers, I've definitely fallen into a high school schedule, meaning I'm staying up a lot later and sleeping in a lot later. So going back to waking up at 5 a.m. is going to be a major adjustment for me, so we will see how that goes. What about something good? What is something positive that's come out of this quarantine for you? Well, my favorite part by far has been drinking really early in the day. So I can generally start drinking guilt-free by about 3 p.m. And that seems to be about the going norm in the country right now. So by far the best part is drinking alcohol earlier in the day. Well, I've yet to take up day drinking, but there have been quite a few positive things that have happened in my life during this quarantine. Uh, Before it all started, my older daughter came home on March 10th after being out of the country for a year and a half. Fortunately, she arrived literally days before things really blew up. So we've had this time now as a family to all be home, no one's at school, and we've just had really a lot of time together before she and now my son who's graduating eventually go their separate ways again. So it's been a good thing. My younger daughter has also taken over chef duties in the house, which has given me a lovely break from cooking. So it's nice to find some good things when there is a lot of sadness and sickness and loss in the world right now. Mike, have you enjoyed a nice break from working the past seven weeks? (laughs) There has been uh, no break from working, um, but it's... (laughs) What's really surreal for us here in Laramie, I think, about this entire situation is that our work lives have been disrupted. So many of us are not going into the office like we were before, but that doesn't mean we don't have as many responsibilities as we had before and still have deadlines. Um, So uh, people like myself have felt even busier because we've had a little less help um, where we need it. And all the while we're in kind of this bubble in Laramie 
and probably statewide where we just haven't had the kind of effects that other people in more populated cities and states have been feeling. So we see on the news when there's hospitals that are filled with people and there's no empty beds and they're scrambling for ventilators. And then there's Laramie where that's not happening quite yet. And so uh, it's just kind of hard to make the decisions that we're making when we're experiencing something a lot different than I think is happening across the country. And so I think it's important that everybody listening knows that we're keeping an eye on what's going on in our specific community and we're ready to uh, be flexible and change whatever policies we talk about today might change next week if all of a sudden there's a big spike and we've got a lot of people in our town uh, who are um, coming down with the virus and so uh, we're ready to change when we need to if we need to. Yeah that's a good point. I, I spoke to actually one of our gym members who's also a physician at the hospital and he has not treated anyone yet at the hospital with COVID-19. I believe the cases we've had in Laramie have you know quarantined at home and have recovered at home which is a good thing but like you said that could change quickly and we have to be prepared for that as a business and as individuals to change what we're doing and you know I asked you that question sort of jokingly because Mike and I have joked in this last seven weeks or whatever that we've been almost busier than ever in different ways we've had to like many small businesses kind of reinvent our business and do things online and and make sure things were running smoothly that way and we've had some great help with that but it's been a different thing and it's been a busy time even with our doors being closed you may remember that CrossFit 7220 actually shut down before the closure mandate was issued by the government. We really believe that CrossFit 7220 should exist to support health in the community and not to jeopardize it. So now that we've been given what I would call a yellow light, it's not quite yet a green light, we've had many discussions on whether or not it's still best to just stay closed. But given the current trends we are seeing in our area with the virus, we've decided to take our foot off the brake a bit and try moving forward, knowing that the red light might come on again at any time. So on our website, we have posted the regulations outlined by the state government and how our gym will operate in compliance with each of those restrictions. If you're planning to come back and work out at the gym, we need you to make sure you read those and we will put a link to those in the episode notes so you can visit our website and take a look at those. It's definitely been an interesting time for CrossFit 7220 as it has for most every business and individual in the world. And the impact varies from person to person, but it's likely everyone has had some degree of stress and anxiety, if not only due to the uncertainty of this whole situation. It's important to find ways to reduce our stress and anxiety because both of those things actually lower our immune response. So if we're really stressed and anxious, and on top of that, maybe we're not exercising as much, maybe we're not sleeping as well, and maybe we're also eating junk food to soothe our anxiety, our immune system can really take a big hit. We know that exercise can help reduce stress, 
but sometimes we have to find ways to help reduce the fear we have. I recently heard a comparison that really resonated with me and put things into perspective a little bit. About 40,000 people die each year in car accidents in the United States and 4.4 million additional people are injured. Car accidents are the leading cause of death of those ages 1 to 54. In, in 2019 in Wyoming, there were 111 car accident deaths. So far in Wyoming, there are seven deaths from COVID-19. Now, I realize this isn't a fair comparison as we don't have year-long data from COVID-19 yet, but just some numbers to kind of think about. Let's imagine if social media was filled with images and stories of everyone who gets injured or loses their life in a car accident and we were seeing these images every day, we might begin to have more fear about driving. But even though people get injured and sometimes die in car accidents, we as a society have decided that the economic and social benefits of driving a vehicle outweigh the risk we have every time we get into a car. So in an attempt to decrease the likelihood of car accidents, we have established rules of the road and things like stop signs and traffic lights and speed limits that will hopefully prevent accidents from happening in the first place. And then there are also safety measures like seat belts and airbags to hopefully minimize the extent of injury if a crash should occur. Now society has to make the same risk-benefit decision with this virus. We know it's important to connect with others, to travel, and to keep our economy functioning. So we are already starting to put new rules in place that will hopefully minimize the amount of people that get infected in the first place. Things like social distancing, washing our hands more often, maybe wearing a mask in some places. Now even with all of those precautions, there is still a chance that we will get exposed to and possibly contract this virus. In fact, there are many experts who predict that 50% of the population will contract COVID-19 at some point. So what then are the airbags and the seatbelts of COVID-19? In other words, if we are exposed to COVID-19, what might prevent us from contracting it? And if we do contract it, what can potentially help us avoid being hospitalized or put on a ventilator or even dying? The answer to that is our pre-existing health. Just as we have the choice to put a seatbelt on when we get into a car, we also have a choice every day of what foods we'll eat, of whether or not we'll exercise, of how much sleep we'll get, and how we'll handle stress. And if every day we did all of those things perfectly, which by the way is pretty much impossible, we still may get COVID-19. Seatbelts don't prevent accidents, but we have a significantly better chance of survival if we put it on before the vehicle is in motion. Yeah, so I, I really like that kind of analogy, even though, like you said, it's not comparing apples to apples when we're talking about car accidents versus something like this pandemic. But what is important is that people understand that when we open our doors back up, we're doing so with those stop signs and those traffic lights and all of those guidelines that help us stay safe in place. 
And so we're not just willy-nilly throwing groups of people together because we do understand what the risks are of getting groups of people together right now. So, of course, the obvious solution to that would be to say, well, we don't need to get together in groups to exercise. We can work out at home like we've been doing the past seven weeks. But what we've learned about ourselves and what we've learned in talking to other members is that exercise at home isn't as frequent. It's not as effective and it's also not as fun. And a lot of folks also mention that when they're not exercising as much, they're also not eating very well. It's so imperative that we get this community back together and working out in some form or fashion, even if it's not the way that it was before. Uh, I know that for me personally, uh, you just it's just not the same working out at home. I've talked to a lot of my friends. Uh, they feel the same way. A lot of our members, um, there's kind of a mixed bag. We've got some hardcore folks who... I swear to you, they're going to come back from uh, this eight weeks away from the gym in better shape than they were when they left because they've just been so good about how hard they're working down in their basements or in their front yards. But for me, I know that I work out less and at much less intensity. Just the other day, um, when we were doing our Thursday Zoom class, uh, we were doing a tough workout with a dumbbell, and I remember thinking halfway through it, if I didn't have these other people on the other end of this Zoom conference call, there's no way that I complete this workout. I'm stopping right then and there, giving myself a break. And so um, for somebody like me that needs to work on his mental toughness, it helps a lot to have uh, people around me to help support, to help me feel like I'm not going through this alone. So. Um, our goal in opening our doors back up is definitely to be able to get at least a little bit of that feeling back again. And as I mentioned earlier, the motivation to eat well often goes hand in hand with our current level of exercise. And it's no secret that eating well and exercise ward off obesity and metabolic disease, which again is our best defense against this virus. Uh, CrossFit headquarters recently referred to an article, and I'll put a link to that as well. It was published by the European Scientist Journal, and it's titled COVID-19 and the Elephant in the Room. One of the section headings reads, Obesity, the real killer behind COVID, and I just wanted to read this paragraph. Said, it is well known in the medical literature that excess body fat in induces immune dysregulation and chronic inflammation, which is directly linked to the cytokine storm that is responsible for acute respiratory distress syndrome seen in influenza and other respiratory viruses. Says data from the first 2,204 patients admitted to British ICUs with COVID-19 revealed that 72.7% of them were overweight or obese. And then another line in the article says patients with type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome might have up to 10 times greater risk of death when they contract COVID-19. So we just feel that reopening our doors is really less of a business decision and more about keeping our CrossFit 7220 family in optimal health when and if they are facing this virus. And even after the government gave us the go-ahead, we still talked about the option of staying closed down so we don't put anyone at risk. And we also didn't know if we wanted to operate differently under a bunch of restrictions. 
but we decided the numbers in our area were low enough that we felt safe we could open up at least in a limited way and hopefully promote and maintain the health in our community. If our community was one that has been hit harder with a lot of cases still increasing, we definitely would have remained closed. And again, if, if things change for the worse here in Laramie, we will be prepared to close our doors again because um, the health and wellness and well-being of the people in Laramie is really what, our, what we're thinking is most important to us. And so we're going to make our decisions based on that. I also just want to say that there's absolutely no shame in not wanting to come back to the gym right now. We don't want to put any kind of pressure on any of our members. Um, we know it was kind of a pain to have to bring all of that equipment that we checked out back. And one of the reasons that we were hesitant to just immediately open our doors back up is we know that people were getting used to having that uh, equipment it, at their house and they might not be ready to come back. And I just want people to know that um, there are no hard feelings and absolutely no expectations that we have that you come back. We just wanted to be able to offer it to you and give you our reasons for opening our doors back up. And if, if you're not ready to, um, to jump into that group setting um, quite yet, then uh, we totally understand. And Hopefully uh, you'll sort of hear about the measures that we're taking and, um, and maybe uh, feel comfortable at some point in the future coming in. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's not just about comfort level, but also about the responsibility some might have to others they are in contact with. Uh, a really good example of that is actually my mother-in-law, who is an avid uh, seniors class attendee. She's actually been there for years um, and doesn't miss a Tuesday or Thursday morning. Um, she is itching to get back into the gym. She's itching to see her friends and to um, get what this community brings, but uh, her mom lives at home with her and she's just not ready uh, to potentially bring something back home. Um, and so she's being very cautious and very careful. And so it kills her not to be able to come back to the gym, but she's making that choice not to come back to seniors class um, in, until there's new data, until we know that it's a little safer for her to do that. So um, we know that there are cases out there where it makes sense for people who are at higher risk or who live with people who are at higher risk to not come in and we completely support them. And for those who are coming back, we want you to know we've been working really hard to get the gym cleaned and ready to go. We've been meeting with our coaches. We've even added an additional morning time at 7.30 to hopefully accommodate all of our morning exercisers. Nicole, it cracks me up that the first class that we had fill up on the schedule when we released it yesterday was the 5 a.m. class. I was like, okay, we've got all these teachers, they like come into the 5 a.m. class, they don't have to be at the school as early as they were before, um, we've got all these people who are working from home, there's no way they're getting up and doing their work from home at 6 in the morning, and so we probably will have to cancel our 5 a.m. class. There probably won't be anybody coming to the 5 a.m. class from here on out. Let's do this 7.30 a.m. class and that thing's gonna fill up right away. Of course, first class to fill up, 5 a.m. Those 5 a.m. You know why it's the first class to fill up? Why? T-Bone, yeah, Coach that's Toby. Right. That's right. Everyone wants to see Coach Toby. Well, you, you hardcore 5 a.m. folks get all of our respect 
and uh, it filled up right away, those 13 spots. I wanted to mention too real quick that um, I've noticed that a lot of the classes are filling up the 13 that we're allowing in the main gym. So we've got the six in kind of the smaller section and we've got seven allowed in the larger section. Each athlete's gonna kind of have their own space. Um, this is the amount of space around them that is well uh, within um, the guidelines of what uh, the governor's released. But we also have that garage space in the back and if, if it fills up, if those 13 spots fill up in the main gym and you notice that there's a garage session at the same time, go ahead and sign up for one of those garage spots. You'll be able to do our suggested workout that day um, in the garage, in your spot back there as well. So keep that in mind. Don't, uh, if you notice that it has filled up and they are filling up pretty fast, um, don't hesitate to sign up for one of those garage spots. We're also gonna maintain the wait lists. So get on a wait list and we're asking people that if they're gonna cancel from coming to class to please do so with enough time to allow other people to get into that spot since um, some of these spots are uh, gonna be tough to get. And if you don't see that garage session on the class schedule, you need to go to the drop down under programs that either says all programs or there's a program now called garage session. So if you're not seeing it, then you need to change the program header. And if we are prepared to open up more time slots if we need to, we're gonna start with this. And we've, we've had multiple meetings with our coaches that we're going to be flexible so we appreciate any feedback if if you just are not able to get in when you want to work out let us know that and we will do what we can to open up some new times so that we can get everyone in while we also comply with these restrictions that we have right now do we want to talk about any of the sort of logistics and what what we foresee yeah. it's it's interesting because we just don't exactly know what to expect as coaches we will not be there leading a class like we're used to doing, um, but we will be there as a resource for you uh, to help get you going, to show you how to do a movement that you might not be familiar with, um, and uh, to run that clock, the all-important uh, running of the clock, which is what most of us coaches do most of the time. Uh, and so uh, we're there for that. We're also there for health and safety. Um, we're gonna remind you to wash your hands, uh, we're going to point out those hand san sanitizer spots. We're going to make sure that um, that uh, we're wiping things down as they're being used and between our classes. So it's going to be our responsibility to make sure that things have been cleaned up uh, before our next class comes in. We have added a buffer between classes. So if you didn't notice that before, um, we no longer have, for instance, a 6 a.m. class our class is at 6.15 a.m. And so we're tr hoping that uh, most of the folks from the 5 a.m. class will be done and ready to go and out of the gym before the 6.15 a.m. class uh, starts to show up because we don't want to have crowds gathering uh, in the entryways and exits. It's really hard for us to not keep using the word class but of course, under these government restrictions, we technically can't have group classes. So Mike is referring to the structured gym sessions that we'll be hosting where you can come in and use the gym and use the equipment. We will be providing you a bottle of cleaner and a rag that you can keep with you the whole time so that you can wipe down 
anything that you use or touch, being mindful of things that aren't necessarily gym equipment like whiteboards and markers and the water cooler. One of the main reasons we opened is we just have such a great community and we know we can trust everyone that they're going to be mindful of others and they'll respect others space and make everyone feel as comfortable as they can in the gym. We've also had some questions about whether or not we'll offer outdoor classes. In the past we've done a lot of stadium workouts and we'd love to do that hopefully soon but right now we talked to them today and the university still hasn't opened up the stadium for public use and we're not sure when that will change. But as far as using parks it's probably still not okay with the city that groups gather in the parks so we're just a little bit limited on what we can do for any outdoor group things. We'll of course do what we can to get us outside with some running and other things during those structured gym sessions but as far as organizing anything official outside that probably won't happen yet. Uh, the other factor is the weather is still pretty unpredictable. I know we've had some amazing weather lately, but we'll still get some snow here. And at 5 a.m. in May, it's still pretty chilly as well. So we're just a little bit limited right now in what we can do outdoors. But of course, we continue encouraging everyone to get outside on your own as much as possible. We are, I believe, planning on still programming at-home wads and posting those. They've been very popular. Um, Zach's been doing a bang-up job on our social media presence. Um, so we're going to continue to program and uh, offer up those at-home wads that you can take a look at. Uh, we are also going to, at least in the short term, continue to see about some Zoom classes. I know that uh, Valley is planning on uh, still doing a Tuesday, Thursday, 6 or 6 30 6 30 p.m zoom class that she may actually do from her little spot there in the gym um, if people aren't comfortable coming in uh, for class they can still uh, catch that class on zoom so uh, we're trying to be open and flexible and so we want to hear from you guys about um, what kind of ideas you have or what you'd like to see from us as well the last thing before we go, we just want to mention, and this should go without saying, but everyone needs to be careful. We're all excited to get back into the gym and to pick up a barbell if that's something you didn't check out seven weeks ago. Um, we're trying to program with that in mind that everyone's at a different place now. There's some people that haven't done a pull-up in two months and others that haven't done anything. So we want you to know that coaches are going to be there to help you with that, to help you modify workouts so they'll suit you and what you've been doing. But you also have a responsibility to just ease into things and not overdo it and try to be smart about it. We don't want you to get injured, of course, but we also don't want you to get so sore that you don't come back for two weeks, not because of COVID-19, but because you can't lift your arms up. We want everybody to be able to wash their hair. Yes. Our goal is clean hair from all of our members. Yes, clean hair and a clean bill of health. Okay, folks, reach out with any questions or concerns or suggestions you may have. We will, of course, continue to send important info via email, so be sure to check your inbox or junk folder wherever it is we may land. 
We are ready and excited for you to walk in those doors again. Well, I sure have missed everybody. It got me really excited when we were uh, checking in equipment uh, earlier today, and it was a lot of fun being able to see some faces I hadn't seen for a while and um, see the excitement that people have about getting back in the gym. And It's not going to be exactly like it was before, but it's going to be a lot better than working out by yourself in your basement. That's true. We are excited and we just want you to know that Mike and I will continue to reevaluate what we're doing every day and make changes as we need to. We also are in pretty constant contact with members of the state government who work with the health department, with local physicians who are also members of our gym. Uh, so we know this isn't the end and we know we have to stay on top of things and make sure we're doing the right thing every single day. Everybody stay safe and happy and healthy out there and we'll see you in the box.